What's that? Testing. Yep. Test, test. No. <laughs> Good morning, all. Blowing them over with the sound of my voice. Now it's grand. Maybe a hair loud. Well, good morning, all. It's a nice spring day out there. It's awesome. Winnie the Pooh would be confused. He would think it's Wednesday. It's windy. Uh-huh. Tell I have little kids. So, Jesus, we just praise you this morning. Uh, we thank you for your word to us. Uh, God, we are uh, blessed that that you have made us a part of your kingdom. Lord, that you have chosen us in you before the foundation of the world. God, that you have given us a new name. God, that you uh, have made us partakers of the adoption, Lord. And, and not only uh, have you brought us into your family, God, but you have changed our very nature. And uh, for that, we're most grateful. And Lord, today I pray that you would... Uh, just break up the fallow ground of our hearts and, and put your word deep inside of us, Lord, and that, that you would cause it to, to grow and have the increase. God, we need you this morning to do as only you can. God, uh, none of us are sufficient for the, the things that you would have us to do. God, no one can come in this place and, and make your presence uh, do the things that you do. Lord God, we are uh, in need of you. And we just praise you this morning. We glorify you. We just pray you'd lead us this morning as only you can. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right. So I was thinking a little bit about uh, fear this week. Um, you know, fear is a great subject. Um, you know, because there's a couple of different uh, angles you can approach it from. Because, of course, there's the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. So this this reverence and uh, prudence, this understanding that um, um, that if uh, you know that if, if God needs to correct something in my life, He will. There's that fear of the Lord. That's a great fear. And then there's there's fear as in unreasoning terror. And uh, sometimes it seems quite reasonable <laughs> to be afraid. <laughs> Uh, a couple summers ago, uh, I was up on a ladder about uh, probably about 10 or 12 feet off the ground still. I was trying to get down because uh, it was starting to do this in the wind. had no business being up there, but I was broke. And uh, so there we were. And uh, um, I realized that if I didn't jump off of the ladder... Because it was, it was, I was leaning the other way and it was still starting to go. And I thought, okay, so if I try and stay on the ladder, I'm probably going to get tangled up in it and end up with like a broken leg or something. So the best thing to do would just be get away from it. So that's reasoning fear right there. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to break my leg. Um, but, you know, sometimes fear is quite unreasonable. And, uh, you know, both in the sense that the things that we are afraid of are unreasonable or unrealistic, and in the sense that um, when you get afraid, your reasoning kind of leaves you sometimes. So, those are all uh, uh, different uh, aspects of, of fear. Uh, so, 
go with me to uh, Deuteronomy 31. Uh, and uh, I think if anybody had reason to be anxious about the uh, the things that laid before him, I would think that Joshua would be. Because he's spent all this time in the wilderness with Moses and the children of Israel, and so I think he kind of knows what he's getting into already. And uh, if you know that you have a difficult task ahead of you, um, it can make you anxious, make you afraid. Like, oh, this is going to be really, really hard. Um, you know, and and that's different for different people. I used to sit at my desk. Uh, Kind of staring at the, this little spreadsheet on my on my computer screen, staring at my phone, you know, like the sweat pouring down my face. It's like they're going to reach through the phone and kill me. You know, it's like no, they won't. But I still don't like it. <laughs> and, but it would make me unreasoningly afraid. It's like what is what is so bad about calling a complete stranger? Well, I could think of all kinds of things, but. <laughs> But they're all unrealistic, unreasoning type of things. The worst thing that could happen is that they are short with you and or maybe even hang up on you, and then you can move on to somebody else. But um, So like I said, Joshua has had this experience in the wilderness, and so he has every reason to be uh, afraid of the uh, the unpleasant task before him. <laughs> Because, and and the part of the reason I bring that up is I'm going to read here in Deuteronomy 31 a little bit, and I'm going to skip over to Joshua 1, and you're going to see uh, a uh, a little pattern emerge here. Uh, so in 31, Deuteronomy 31 it says Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel, and he said to them, I'm 120 years old this day, and I can no more go out and come in. And also the Lord has said to me that thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord has said. So he's already setting the stage for, here's what's going to happen. And this is going to work, not because you guys have all this prowess and talent and are fearsome, grizzled warriors, but because God is going to go before you. And so that one would think that that would uh, just allay all your fears right away. It's like, okay, well, good. This is going to work out just fine. But it doesn't quite work that way, does it? <laughs> it's like, well, but I might, can I, like, see him out there destroying everything before me? And I just kind of, you know, go along behind him? Not so much. It looks like everything is coming at you. And, uh, and God, in his wisdom, made himself invisible. So, um, But he says, The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and you shall possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord has said. And I like that, because because he, he just he says that, you know, I like how he just keeps saying he, he, he will. He will do these things. And the Lord shall do to them as he did to Sion and Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that you may do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. So he's building this case of why they need not be 
uh, afraid that this isn't going to work. Uh, He even points back to their past successes uh, that, well, his past successes that they stood there and watched and and uh, or did the things that he had them to do, and he made it work. I mean, I think we've all had those experiences in life where you you know setting out in something, okay, I have to have God come through for me on this. I couldn't make this happen if I tried, but I have to try because he's wanting me to try. And and then and then he gets all the glory because there's no way you could have done it. And so uh so he points back to these experiences like that that they've already had. And he's like, Well, you, you remember Cylon and you remember Og? I mean Og would be hard to forget because it's quite the name. I don't know, I always picture some like guy in like a bear skin like thing. You know, like the protruding jaw and like a big club. But uh uh, but, you know, so he points back to these things and he says, Lord shall give them up before your face that you may do to them according to the commandments which I've commanded you. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, it's like I'm, I'm going to, you know, it makes me think of um, when uh, God commissioned Saul to destroy the uh, Amalekites. And, uh, and he didn't quite. Um, but then when Samuel comes... And uh, to fix it, then they they bring in Agag, the king, and he's and he thinks you know surely the bitterness of death has passed and everything, but he's, uh, you know, um, he's a prisoner, so he's not exactly this big fearsome thing now that, uh, um, you know, it's like, um, it's like when you're a kid and. Uh, um, you know, you get five of your friends together to beat up this big tough guy because, after all, surely he couldn't take out five of you at once. You know, but so he's he's tied up. He's got his hands behind his back. What's he going to do to you? You know, unless he's, I don't know, you know, like a ninja or something. But um, yeah, if he's Chuck Norris, then you should be nervous. But <laughs> still quite dangerous. Or if he's the guy from Gladiator, but the, it says that um, uh, the Lord shall give them up before your face that you may do to them according to the commandments I've commanded you, and, and that commandment that He gave them was destroy them. Like so, He says, so I'm basically just going to hand them to you on a silver platter, and you're going to destroy them. And it doesn't look like that, you know, when especially when you come face to face with something in your in your heart or in your life, and you're thinking. This looks really bad. This looks scary, and uh, and God's saying, "Yeah, but uh, it's like I've got him in a in a full Nelson. All all you need to do is kill him." It's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that would be not so bad." Um. So, uh, so he says that um, in verse six, it says, "Be strong and of a good courage." Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So I like that, because he's he spent all this time building up, this is how this is going to work, this is how it's worked before, and I'm going to be there, so be strong and be of good courage, and don't be afraid of them. And so, you know, we see these giants in our life, and, and we think, 
I'm afraid. You know, there's nothing quite like looking in the mirror and thinking, ugh. <laughs> it's like, how did that get in there? You know? And uh, there's nothing like having something in your life that it just feels like you just can't seem to get a hold of it, you know? And But that's what the fire of God does. You know, I was on my way to this appointment one time to meet, um, I don't know, some high-value prospect. And uh, I'm driving down the road. I'm already running a little bit late. And I just, I like, check my teeth in the rearview mirror. And I was like, oh, no. I'm, like, looking through my car for some gum. There's no gum. I'm like, dang it, what am I going to do here? I mean, I seriously, like, picked at that thing until my gums were bleeding before I got rid of it. But I was like, this thing is going away, you know. And, uh Sometimes uh, it can be painful like that, having to fight with those things in our life. But you know what? The that that fear that we feel when we see these things in our life, um, you know, it makes me think of, uh, and I forget where it is off the top of my head. Maybe it's in Revelation where it talks about about us seeing the adversary and being like, "This guy, like, really him." Um, you know, it's like the uh, first time I uh, watched uh, um, episode, Star Wars Episode 7 with Cynthia, and, you know, he takes his mask off and everything, and Cynthia was like, really? <laughs> it's like you're expecting him to look all scary and intimidating, and he looks like this, like, little, yeah, this little, like, hipster, you know, with the, you know, like a little pouty face. And so not exactly the intimidating villain that you're expecting, you know, and they're all kind of like that. You know, you see these things in your life and and there's nothing so discouraging as seeing something in your life that shouldn't be there. It's like, especially if it's something that you fought with before. And it's like, I thought this was gone already. I thought we I thought we were done with this. You know, I I thought that God had, you know, dealt with all the anger stuff in my life. I thought that I was just, you know, cool as a cucumber. And then I had kids. And I had all this little pokey input that was that, you know, rocked my perfect little boat. And uh and there's something about a baby that is having trouble that can be incredibly aggravating because you can't reason with them. You can't, well, even when they're older, you can't reason with them. But, um, uh, or you try and reason with them, and you're thinking, "I don't understand your reasoning, so I can't. I'm having trouble working you through this thing." But, um, so I found out, wow, there's still plenty of flesh in there. <laughs> it's like there's still plenty of stuff in there. There's plenty of Greg to still get worked up in here. So. Um, and uh, and it was always there. I mean, I could always, I was always aware of it. You ever, you know, you just have something and you're just always aware that it's there. And uh, it's like having a rock in your shoe. And um, and I hated it. And I hated myself for it being there. You know, but um, the the grand thing is, is that God wasn't surprised it was there. He knew it was there all the time. And he didn't bring it up because he wanted to rub my nose in it. He he brought it up because he wanted to fix it. And uh, getting it fixed was a, a really unpleasant process. 
just because I hated it. And uh, it's like, um, I don't know. I don't know a lot about electricity, but I know there are things that if you grab them and they shock you, you may not be able to let go of them. And so I'm sure Bill could explain that to you a little more. But sometimes things in our life is like that. It's like, you know, you, it's like you touch this thing, you're like, ow, ow. And, but, and you, you'd like to just let it go, but you just can't seem to let go of it. And, and, so, and so God does that. He, he gets those things out, but he brings them up to you so you can see them. And then, and then he holds their arms behind their back so you can hit them in the face a few times. And then eventually kill them. But, you know, it's fun to toy with your enemies first. So, um, be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So that's definitely a nice message to have as you're setting out on this thing that you're anxious about. He won't fail you or forsake you. Because um, I think... Those are really the two things that we um, get anxious about as we set out on this um, uh, adventure to uh, fight with these these giants and the land and everything. It's well, either I'm going I'm going to fail miserably, and or uh, and he's going to forsake me, or I'm not going to let him win. I'm going to be like fighting against him the whole time. It's like like Samson with the jawbone. You know, it's like he's going to have to wrestle me down the whole time. I'm just I just know it. You know, when somebody's drowning, um, it's like you have to be really careful how you rescue them because they can drown you too. And uh, so, um, so that's the thing. We we feel like either this isn't going to work, or God's just going to throw up his hands and forget it. And 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 that's the thing that he just just doesn't do, and, and he and he and he put it all through his words that he's like, I won't fail you, I won't forsake you. Uh, I'm not at all surprised by all this stuff that was there. It's I can I can fix this, and uh, and so you know it's like going to the doctor, and uh, you know nobody likes. Nobody that's reasonable likes to go to the doctor for anything, I don't think. Um, I remember when I was young and uh, I had to go get a physical when I was, I was like in junior high. And I thought, this is the last thing I would like to do. It's like um, one of the most uncomfortable experiences you could imagine uh, at that age especially. And... Uh, and my parents were like, look, he's a doctor. He doesn't care. He does this all the time. It's, this is his job. And, uh, you know, I think the only person it was really super awkward for was me. Because, after all, this is just another day at the office for him. I mean, who would want that job? You know, but it's no wonder doctors make so much money. <laughs> you know, it's like... You're going to have to do all kinds of really unpleasant things. It's like, okay, well, you better pay me well. But, um, but yeah, God, uh, he brings these things to light in our life, and, and we feel like this abject failure, and we feel afraid that this isn't going to work. 
I, I can't get past this. This is just going to be there. You know, but, um, you know, Israel made a deal with some people that lived there in the land. And because they fooled them and they thought that they came from far away. And it was a problem for them. And uh, because then when they got in trouble, they're like, oh, help, help, help. And so then they had to waste their resources protecting precious. This thing that that should have not been there in the first place. And so, uh, um, you know, you, you see people like talk about how how barbaric the Bible is. You know, it's like, go in there and kill everybody. But it's like, you know, they don't understand what God's talking about. But when it comes to the flesh and uh, and the things, those negative emotions that will steer you the wrong direction and that kind of thing, you really can't afford to give them any quarter. You know, you, it's it's you know, take no prisoners, and and that's that's how that's how it works. I mean, when when uh, when Jesus went uh, to Calvary, he took no prisoners. He was the prisoner, but he. Uh, he he didn't make any kind of allowance there. He just he the Bible says that he he triumphed over all everything, and he made a show of it openly, triumphing over them in the cross. And it just doesn't get any better than that. So so you know he said in uh, in the Psalms he said that he he knows our frame and he remembers that we're dust. And so uh, I for one always felt like God surely must be disgusted at how anxious this makes me. Or or he must think, why are you so you? Like, you know, if you want to if you want to succeed, you need to stop being all this. You know. You know, but it's like you just pointed to all of me. You know. <laughs> yeah, probably all seen that movie. Yes, stop being all of you. So, no, but um if you haven't seen that movie, no big deal. You get the idea. Um, but the thing is, is we we always think that God thinks like we think, and He doesn't. And um, you know, um, you know, if you have little kids, it's like, and you know, they're they're afraid of the spider in the bathroom. You know, are you disgusted or are you compassionate? You know. You know, it, it, is it even maybe mildly amusing that they're panicking about this little tiny thing that they could squish? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. And uh, you know, now I spiders. I don't, I'm not a big fan of spiders, but I hear these stories about about the spiders in Ghana, and I think, you know, I would not be so comfortable with that. I, I knew a young man who went to Ghana uh, back in the day, and uh, and he told me that uh, uh, he went and got Rachel to kill a spider for him. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like when you call and it's like, so Ron's not there, huh? Okay. Well, you want to kill it for me? <laughs> you know, it's like. So you know, so if you're if you're getting a young woman to kill spiders for you, then might be time to hike up your belt a little bit. But <laughs> pull out the man card a little bit. But no, anyway, um, but no, if you know, when when you 
when you have a little kid and they're they have that unreasoning fear of some little thing that can't hurt them. It's kind of funny, you know, but, um, but, you know, God understands that these things make us afraid. He understands these things make us anxious. And so, so he's, he's talking to us like, it's like he's rubbing your shoulders in between rounds, right? And, and, uh, and he's like, you know, patching up the little thing where your eyebrow got cut or whatever. He's like, you don't need to be afraid of them. It's like, you've got this. It's like, well, actually, I, I got it. I mean, you know, but um, this, is, this is going to work, you know, and, and that's the, the grand thing is he, sh- he knows that he shouldn't have to teach us to, or to prove to us that he can, we can trust him, but he knows he does, and, and it's great that he does because then once he's proven to you about 100 times that you can trust him, then the 101st time it's a little bit easier to trust him like, oh, this is going to work okay this time because it worked last time. Made me really nervous. Let me get my tums, you know. I remember when I was a teenager, I remember talking to Ron after church. and He'd be listening to my story and he'd get up and go get some tums. I was like, you too, huh? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's that upsetting to me too. No, No. you know, but... uh, you know, but uh, I, I looked up these three words, you know, strong, good courage. And immediately the search pops up this chapter, and then almost every other occurrence of it is in Joshua 1, which is, which is where I'm getting ready to go here in a minute, but let me finish this. So be, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the Lamb which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, and he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. So you know Joshua is looking at him like, okay. I can do this. Like this is gonna be okay. You know, so I love it because he here. You know, it doesn't. Uh, you don't catch that so often where God gives somebody a message and He tells you what the message is, and then you read Him giving it to Him. And usually it's just like, and then He spoke those words to Him. You know, and so I like how He He repeats it in there. Uh, so go over with me to uh, Joshua one, just a few pages over. And of course, we know that Joshua is a picture of Jesus, and uh, and and of course, and of course, it was him that brought um, Israel into the Promised Land, uh, because the ministry Moses can't bring you in. He could bring you up to the up to the uh, to the banks of the river, but that's about it. And then and then you've got to have have Jesus to bring you beyond that. So in Joshua one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you, as I said unto Moses. We don't think like that. It's like every place that you go belongs to you. 
Like, you know, we, we lose that mentality, I think, by preschool because the teacher tells you that, no, this isn't yours. You have to share. You know, because before you get to preschool, it's like, if I saw it, it's mine. You know, if I'm holding it, it's mine. You know, if you have it, it's mine. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. So, you know, some of us take longer to grow out of that than others. I... I think having siblings is a grand, grand thing for learning that mind thing. Closest thing I had to a sibling growing up was was Mike, but he didn't live at my house, you know. And I didn't have to share with anybody. I have share anything, ever, ever, and ever. <laughs> I know there were times Mike would be at my house, like, hey, can I, let me get some of that. No. So wonder we're still friends. I'm glad he didn't do that with the gospel when he found it later. <laughs> Mine. But, um, you know, so God knows how to teach you those things. You know, I was not a share kind of person. I, don't, I didn't share anything. I didn't have to. I never did. I didn't learn to share. And uh, uh, then I got older. And I became an adult, and uh, I began. Uh, I had someone in my life that taught me how to share, and you know, I had I had to learn to share with Cynthia, and then I started this business with Mike, and I had to learn to share. And, and by then, you know, I mean, you're a grown up. You kind of get the idea by then. But um, you know, there's all these times where Mike would be like, "Hey, you know, what about um, you know, given so such and such, so and so? You know, we've got the resources here, and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, all right." You know, and so I got to learn how to do that, and really, really glad I did. It's actually really quite fun, and 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 just like we were talking about Friday night, you know, we we found out that you can't outgive him. You know, you just really can't. And and he's and no matter no matter what you put in, he always gives you more back. Um, and and it's really a blessing. <clears throat> but um, he says. Uh, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you, as I said to Moses. So, so what about you then? Does everywhere you go in you, does that belong to you? So, what about uh, uh, what about the uh, the fortress of pigheadedness? You know, it's like you know you can walk around it, and and God makes the walls fall down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sometimes I I get going, make everybody laugh. Okay. Um, so, um, so, but we don't often think about things like that. It's like, it's like you know, when you see those like boxers across the ring from each other, and you know, and it's just like, you know, <laughs> I like can't really do the so well with the gloves on, but you know, it's like I'm. It's like I'm going to take you out, and uh, you know we we don't often look at things in our life quite that way. Like you are so going down. You know, it's more like, oh man, <laughs> like this is gonna hurt. It's like, you know, like thinking, should I hand somebody my glasses or should I just jump in there? You know, and it's like, well. <laughs> 
You know, when I was in school, uh, in junior high, I got picked on a lot, and uh, we had this uh, gym class that was sixth and seventh graders mixed together. And in their the the uh, the wisdom of the powers that be, there were like I think two or three seventh graders, and everybody else was eighth graders. And of course, I was in there with all these extremely athletic people who really didn't like anybody except themselves. And so I got picked on a lot, but. Uh, the point of my story is that um, this one guy was picking on me one day, and this other guy was just really spoiling for a fight. And he didn't really pick on me so much, this guy over here, but he he would have been happy to have a fight with this guy over here, just for whatever reason. And so he decided that he was going to defend me because he really wanted to have a fight with this guy. So he takes off his glasses. <laughs> And just jumps on this guy's back. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, I was, I was really glad because I was tired of getting picked on, but uh, I was kind of mystified. And then eventually I realized, oh, okay, it's just because he just wanted to fight with him. Okay. Because at first, you know, I was like, my hero. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, because when I was 12, I was like this tall. You know, my hero. More, you know, but so. But you know, we and and my my dad always asked me. He's like, why don't you ever just hit these people? It's like because they they're like this. Have you seen me? You know, and um, but that's how we look at ourselves. It's like it's like that guy looks really big. You know, it's like standing there in front of the gates of the Fortress of Pigheadedness, and he's all, you know, hairy and gristled, and he's got scars and weapons, and 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 I'm just standing there with my sling and my sandals. You know, it's like I'm afraid. You know, and and yet, you know, God says, "Be of good courage, be strong, and of good courage." It's like so. So, are you telling me I should? take a couple years off and go hit the gym? Or are you saying that this is something that we could do now? Like, no, I'm saying this is something we can do now. Because I already beat him. And there, you've got more with you than he's got with him. So, so he says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. And there shall not a man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I love how he just keeps repeating this stuff over and over and over again. Um, because he knows you need to hear it again. And it's like, well, I, I told him once this is going to turn out okay. But, you know, God understands. He knows your frame. He knows your dust. He knows that you need to hear it again. It's like, by the way. Nobody can stand before you. Like nothing, no weapon formed against you can prosper. No, there's not a not a thing in your life that can stand before you. You know, you're you're going to defeat them all because I've given you power, and because I've already triumphed over all of them. And I like how he says, "As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee." Because it's like you know, it's like well, of course everything works great in in you know the brother's life. He's you know he's in the ministry and you know. It's like, you know, I'm the, you know, I don't know if I'm somewhere between layman and lame man. I don't know. And, 
like, just, I don't think this is going to work for me so well. It's like, no, it's like I am an equal opportunity God here. It's like, you know, and, and I love how he makes that abundantly clear throughout the word. He's like, you know, what I've done for others, I'll do for you. It's like that I'm no respecter of persons. Which is a really grand thing because sometimes we, we're we just sure that he does. And and uh, because we think that way. And so then we project that thinking on him that, that surely he must think that way. But he doesn't. He's like, no, no, I don't, I don't have any respect of people. You know, it's like when you have more than one kid. They're they're always so different. Their personalities are different, and and uh, you you love them all. You couldn't love them more, you know. But they are they're different from the other kid, and you love that kid just as much too, you know. And uh, they, you know, I I remember. Uh, hearing somebody talk about, well, I don't feel like it'd be fair for me to have more than one kid because I couldn't love another kid as much as I love this one. You don't, you don't get this. You should try it and see what happens. <laughs> it's like there, there's still just as much love there. It's just they're just they're different. It's different, different kid, different person. It's like you know, it's like those people that they think they can only be friends with one person, you know, and it's like oh my my friend has other friends. What? Well, we're not friends anymore, you know. And um, you know, I, and of course, I'm talking about the church up the street. I'm not talking about us, but um, you know, that's and that's the thing. It's like you know, you can, you know, if you've ever come up here uh, with some like, you know, seeming disaster in your life to talk to Ron after church about, and you know, he never makes you feel as if. The, the person before you was more important, or the person coming after you was more important, or that you know that he cares any less about you than than anybody else, and uh, and he really doesn't. He really does love everybody the same because God loves everybody the same. So it's a blessing that we have that uh, that that assurance from God that that he's he's on everybody's team. You know, it's like when you go picking teams. You know, Cynthia goes to the. Uh, volunteers at the school every Tuesday, and she goes out to recess, and she's the soccer mom because she actually gets out there and plays soccer with the kids. And uh, and they so she's like so Levi's mom is like the coolest mom ever, you know. Um. And uh, but like, uh, they would go to pick teams, and and you'd always have the same two kids were always captain, and they would always pick all the good kids first. And then, you know, I mean, you know how it works. You know, eventually the, you know, the the kids who are less athletically inclined are standing there like, like, all right, well, you're stuck with me. Come on. You know, like stand over there and stay away from the wall. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the great thing is, is God doesn't do that. It's like, you know, and in fact, when he picks teams, it's almost like he picks them in reverse. And then there's not even any other captain. It's like, well, I'll take that guy over there. That guy over there, you know, and all the all the polished Sunday school graduates are like, what? Oh. Like he can't even find Ezekiel. Come on. It's like forget trying to find Obadiah. He's going to be getting looking in the table of contents for it. It's like I know where it is, and he ain't picking me. Come on, you know. No, God. But that's the great thing is you know because. 
if you've got all your duckies in a row and and you've got all the ability in the world, then then it's not such a victory that God gets this stuff done in your life. You know, and so He puts you in these impossible places because then when He comes through for you, you know that it wasn't because you did something great or because you you know you planned this all out perfectly or or whatever. So he says, there shall not a man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. That sounds familiar. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. So I love that. There, again, just twice in a row. So be strong and of good courage. Be strong and very courageous. You know, uh, last uh, summer, I think it was for my birthday, Cynthia got me this uh, painting of this lion. Uh, this, like, you know, it's like looking right at you. You know, it's kind of one of those things where no matter where you stand, it feels like it's looking at you. And and it, and it's got that. Uh, I believe it's actually da, 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 verse nine that we're getting ready to get to um, on there, you know. And so uh, it's and it's grand because sometimes you just need that reminder that 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 God uh, God's for you and that that He's got all this stuff under control and that it's going to work just fine. So he says, Be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. And you know he was thinking that would take some courage with these people because they didn't really observe to do all according to all the law. It kind of, you know, at the first, you know, once once the cat was away, the mice would play, you know. And, and uh, so God knows sometimes we need a little supervision. And 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 he's and he gives us supervision sometimes with some skin on. But the great thing is, is he's always there, you know. And and when you understand that he's with you, and that it's not in the sense that he's some cosmic policeman, but that he's he's with you because he's on your side. You know, it's like it's like going to school with your own personal bodyguard. You know, that was my dream. <laughs> but um, like you know. You know, just imagine going through life with your big hulking dad standing there, lest anybody mess with you. You know, or or actually, he's probably just kind of standing off over there a little bit, and so uh, so you know that when somebody starts to mess with you, I, I can I can totally take them on because if this turns bad, then he's going to come in here and and squish them like a bug. You know, that's that's the kind of courage that God is talking about. It's like you know, you don't need to worry about. Your life going down in flames, or you know somehow making some terrible disaster out of out of the the land that you are because of uh, of whatever. It's like you know I you, be strong and very courageous. Go after the stuff that that I'm I'm talking to you about. Go after these things in your life. Go go take these giants out. Go find them. You know, not that you should go. Combing the scriptures, looking for some little thing that you you know because that that's really destructive to your faith. But when you see those things that are there, when you find 
those giants, and you, and typically you know what they are, even before they rear their ugly head, you know it's probably lurking in there somewhere. Um, it's like, okay, God, let's, let's, let's smoke him out and destroy him or her. So he says, um, verse 8, The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and you shall have good success. In uh, in the margin he says, and you shall do wisely. And those are both great. doesn't get much better than that. But I like that how he he goes back to the Word. He's like, you know, know, meditate on the Word. Um, You know, in the Psalms, David said that, uh, you know, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to to thy word. So when you have this, you've got this light, you've got this map, and and it's a sword. It's like, what is it not? It's like it does everything. And and so he's saying, meditate on this thing and observe it, and, uh, and you'll find that you'll have good success. You'll find that you'll do wisely because... He is the Word, and he just he just spent all this time saying that I won't fail you nor forsake you. So he says uh, in verse 9, Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So what if I, I did something that I, or I, I went some direction that I wasn't positive was, was something that God wanted me to do? Is he still with me? Yeah. You know, what if I like, you know, found myself out in the in this like spooky, foggy forest and suddenly seemed to be all alone and I'm lost now? Like, you know, is is he just going to leave me there, or is he going to make sure that I get back on the right path and get me where I'm going? Exactly. So, see, how many times does he say, "Be strong and of good courage"? Here, one. Two, or no, no, one, two, uh, three. So there's three right there, yeah. plus the two or three times that he said it there in Deuteronomy. And uh, the next time you see this phrase about being strong and very courageous is when David was uh, um, getting Solomon ready to build the temple. He's like, I've laid all this stuff up. Be strong and, and of good courage because this thing is going to work. He's like, I've already made the provisions for you as your father. And so let's build this thing, you know. So it's a precious thing that God does. And uh, um, so after all of this preparation um, and all this encouragement uh, that God has been giving Joshua, says, uh, I want to read nine again because it's awesome. Have I not commanded thee? And that's great too because it's like I, I've commanded you to. Be strong and very courageous, and so it's like one of it's almost like a uh, a creative kind of word. It's like I'm going to do this in you. But he says, uh, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, because I've commanded you to go take the land. So it's going to work. You know, you have every reason to expect it to work. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest." And then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days 
you shall pass over this Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God gives you to possess it. So, so by faith then, he, he takes what God said and said, okay, so we're going to go in there and we're going to get this done because God said it's going to work, so let's, let's get after it. And, and so it's a precious thing because we all experience things in life that either something within ourselves or some circumstance uh, on the outside that would make you afraid. And, uh, you know, fear can be a good motivator. It can be a bad motivator, but it could be a good motivator. You know, because like, well, you know, like like Ron was saying the other night, fear, you know, an, an afraid person can be a very dangerous person. And so, um, but but he gives us this this uh, the sense of I, I get that you're afraid of this thing, but you don't need to be. And so, uh, I've, I've commanded you to go do this, so it's. You have every reason to expect it to work. So be strong and of good courage. And so we, you know, we can, uh, we should have every expectation of success in life. Um, in in our walk with God, we should have every uh, expectation of succeeding in the things that He would have us to do. And um, just like Jericho, when they went around the walls and they they didn't do anything to make the walls come down other than obey what God told them to do, and and then the whole thing worked just like God said it would. So Jesus, we thank you for your word to us, uh, for um, you giving us this uh, uh, every reason to to believe that that things are going to turn out great in our life. And you know how to make all of these things work in us, God. And I just pray that you would indeed put in us the this strength and this good courage, God, like David uh, facing Goliath. Lord God, he wasn't uh, he wasn't wringing his hands. He wasn't afraid that this wouldn't work. He knew that he was going in the name of the Lord. And so, God, uh, what we pray is that you would put in each of us that courage and that determination, God, to work side by side with you. God, to, to cooperate in everything that you would have us to do and that uh, um, that you would just get these things done in our lives, God, as your word has already laid out. God, we pray it and ask it in your name. God, today we just pray that you would minister to every need in this place, at every heart you know, every need you know. And we just pray that today you would do exceeding abundantly more than we could ask or think. God, if if we have come in with no expectation we just showed up because it's Sunday morning. God, then raise our sense of expectation of getting something from you. God, and if we don't know what that would be today, you know what we need. And that's what we're looking to you for. And we just pray that you would do as only you can in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.